If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome back to our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on iHeartRadio. Tune in, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. Great stuff coming up. 50-plus AM FM stations in the big network. Our telephone number, 267-22-JIGGY. Live as live can get 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps on Radio Loyalty. 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard each and every day, Monday through Friday, on our big program. We've got Michael Connolly with us today, United States Justice Foundation. And, uh, Michael, there, there, there is a heck of a lot to talk about. And, uh, first of all, let's talk about some of the cases that you guys are following. Bring us up to speed on some of the, some of the latest. Well, we're still working uh, with the Texas and 25 other states. The Texas case on the amnesty, the illegal amnesty granted by Obama, which was unconstitutional. We have uh, had it declared unconstitutional now, and the Texas District Court, Federal Court, and also the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has now twice sided with us. We filed a major brief, the U.S. Justice Foundation did in that case, and we're working on other cases around the country, uh, individual cases for veterans, and that we've just gotten information in the last 48 hours of more outrages being committed against our veterans in this country. In fact, I'm doing an article that I'll be posting on my blog over the weekend at michaelconnolly.jigsy.com about this. Basically, the VA has banned Christmas in the VA facilities, in the VA hospitals. Uh, no Christmas trees are allowed. You cannot use the words Merry Christmas. You cannot mention Jesus Christ. Uh, I work with a group. I work with a group in Dallas called Vet to Vet. For 21 years, they have been bringing Christmas dinner to veterans in four VA hospitals in the area. Now, last year, they were told they couldn't do that anymore, and they have also been giving out Bibles to the veterans that requested them. They've been told they can't bring Bibles into the facility. They can't talk about Jesus. They can't use the words word Christmas at all. So essentially. You have a bunch of veterans there, many of whom have no families, who used to sell get Christmas celebrations through this organization, and now they can't anymore. And in VA cemeteries, national cemeteries, they are trying to ban prayer when the families are burying their loved one. Uh, they had one in Houston a couple of years ago. Uh, they had director of the cemetery decided she was going to have all prayers submitted to her for prior approval before they could be used at the funeral of a veteran. Then we have the veterans, and we're working on this case, too. The law was supposedly changed so that veterans uh, could get better care by being able to go to a local doctor and have the VA pay for it if they didn't live within 40 miles of a, a veteran's facility, a veteran's clinic. Well, here's what's happening. I'm getting complaints from all over the country about this. The We have a, a man, for example, a veteran, who's got cancer. He needs regular chemotherapy. The VA hospital is over 100 miles away. He should be able to get it locally, but they won't let him. They won't pay for it. Why? 
because they say there's a VA clinic within 40 miles. It's a VA dental clinic. They're not going to be able to give this man chemotherapy. We're getting stories like this from all over. You pile that on the horror stories still going on about disarming American veterans, and we're working on those cases, uh, representing a lot of individual veterans. And if any veterans out there are going through any of this, contact me at michael at usjfmail.net. Because we're representing these families for free. We don't charge them anything. We don't charge the veterans anything. And uh, we raise our money independently. So this is, this is just some of the stuff we're working on. We're also looking very carefully at the other attacks on, on people around the country, Second Amendment attacks. We're bracing ourselves for Obama's executive order, which we think is going to try to register all firearms in this country in compliance with the U.N. Treaty, which he's never submitted to the Senate for ratification. So we got a lot of irons in the fire, to say the least. Now, uh, that, that there is there is a rumor on this whole uh, this whole gun thing. Well, what 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 do you, what do you think is going to happen there with that, Michael? Well, I think uh, right now Obama is going to probably around Christmas. Because he likes to do things just before holidays. Oh yes, yes. He signed the NDAA on the New Year's Eve a couple years ago. Right, exactly. So probably Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, he is going to announce an executive order closing the so-called loopholes at gun shows and this sort of thing and requiring everybody who buys a firearm or gives a firearm to somebody else has to get a background check. That is going to be extremely onerous on, on people, and the purpose is to get a registration of firearms. Now, the law, federal law right now, is that if you go to buy a firearm from a dealer, you fill out that form, and it is sent to the FBI, and they clear you or don't clear you within 72 hours to buy the firearm, then that form is supposed to be destroyed by the dealers and by the FBI. I can guarantee you while the dealers have continued to destroy it, the FBI under Obama, the the Judiciary Department, has been keeping those forms. So they already have a registration of gun owners. They want to complete that process because under the U.N. Treaty, and Obama and Kerry both claim that this was not true, and I had read the treaty, I read the first draft, I read the final draft, I knew what it said. They said there was no requirement for gun registration in the treaty. In fact, there is. All member states who sign the treaty have to have all firearms in their country registered. And not only registered in their own country, they have to send the names and addresses and other information of all firearms owners to the United Nations. This is gun registration. He's going to try to do it by executive order. Uh, he's, they're claiming in the White House that he doesn't have to submit this treaty. And they admit it's a treaty. This treaty of the Senate for ratification is by two-thirds majority because what the Constitution really means is not what it says. They're saying the Constitution means that he can go ahead and implement the treaty, and it takes two-thirds of the Senate to then vote to block it, which, of course, is a perversion of the Constitution. That's not what it says. But we're expecting the worst coming out of this president as far as gun control goes. They're already going after Social Security recipients. I predicted this six months ago on my blog, that they would be the next ones, that they would be trying to use the money they get against them and, and take away their right to handle their own financial affairs and then use that declaration to put them on the next list under the category of being mentally ill to the point of being endangered themselves or others. So, you know, there's many things that could happen with the 
the gun control, and I expect Obama to, to make a lot of moves. We've got the fabulous, fabulous Michael Conley with us today, United States Justice Foundation, 50 minutes after the hour, and he joins us today here in our broadcast, talking about some of the different issues of the day. Now, um, what do you make of this recent uh, thing with Donald Trump and, and, and some of this nonsense that's uh, going on out there? there? There was a rumor today, we talked with our good friend Mark Davis, who says that the Republican National Committee may circumnavigate and just say, well, uh, it doesn't matter that he's leading in the polls, doesn't matter that people want him, uh, we want Jeb, so that's the way it's going to be. Well, they can try it, you know. <laughs> they, so. they, they would destroy the Republican Party. Now, this we could end up with a brokered convention. I have been to a brokered convention in the Republican Party back in 1976. This was the last time it happened. But Gerald Ford was the incumbent president appointed by Richard Nixon when he resigned. And then Ronald Reagan was a challenger to Ford. I was there, and we were working in the Reagan campaign, and we came within three votes at that convention of taking the nomination for Reagan. And ultimately, we didn't, and ultimately Ford was uh, nominated and ultimately beaten by Carter. Yes. So, you know, we uh, that was a broker convention. If something like that happens this time, if they set it up deliberately so they will not accept the nomination of somebody who clearly has a, is the front runner in the polls, clearly has the delegates, almost the number of delegates they need, I think it would end up destroying the Republican Party. So they can talk about it all they want, but I don't think it'll happen. Uh, the question is, is Donald Trump going to be the front runner? Should he be the nominee? Obviously, I can't say who I support, but, well, number one, I yeah. haven't decided who I support yet. Yeah. But number two, I'm the executive director of a nonprofit, yes. so we can't endorse candidates. But, you know, I think that, uh, by the way, interestingly enough, what Trump has said, whether you agree with it or not, about banning Muslims from this country, and you know everybody's screaming that's unconstitutional, you can't use a religious test. In fact, what he's saying would probably be upheld by the Supreme Court if it was done. Because the Constitution of the United States puts the entire control over immigration in this country in the hands of the Congress. That's one reason that we're winning in our case, uh, the amnesty case out of Texas, we're winning in the courts because Obama, the president of the United States, has no authority over amnesty, no authority over immigration or nationalization. Now, President Jimmy Carter banned all immigration and even travel from Iran to the United States during the hostage crisis. You didn't hear the, the liberals screaming about that. But since the Constitution says that it is in the hands of Congress, there's no religious test talked about. There's nothing talked about. The only religious test they talk about in the Constitution is religion cannot be used to determine a person's suitability or to run for public office. And they can't use a religious test to keep somebody from running for public office, even though they've been trying that in San Antonio, Texas, recently. But constitutionally, it's up to the Congress. They can let anybody in the country they want. They can ban anybody from coming in the country they want, and they can do it for any reason, as I read the Constitution. We've got the fabulous, fabulous uh, Michael Conley with us today, United States Justice Foundation. And, uh, Michael, as, as we let you go, this is going to be our last uh, chance to talk to you before the holidays. Uh, do you have a special Christmas message or anything for us out there? 
Well, Merry Christmas to everyone out there, and God bless. Let's enjoy this Christmas season, and especially say have Merry Christmas to a veteran. Go to a veteran's hospital or say Merry Christmas to a veteran in your neighborhood. Uh, these guys and girls are, are being ignored by our government. So let's make a special effort to give them a Merry Christmas. Well, good stuff. Well, Michael, have yourself a uh, wonderful, wonderful holiday, and we'll talk to you after New Year's Eve. We'll talk to you in January, my friend. You too. Appreciate it. Thank you much. It's Michael Connolly, United States Justice Foundation. We are going to take a timeout and come back with more.